0: Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And let's give Brother Avery and Sister Nina over and Brother Jim and Brother Shane and this choir. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. And last week I I appreciate the worship. I appreciate the sacrifice and the talent. And there's a from today and, and uh, what we have experienced, it was uh, it was wonderful. And I, I appreciate all of you being involved and appreciate the choir being involved. And we, <coughs> we are honoring, celebrating um, Pentecost Sunday. And <coughs> I tried to uh, remind us, as Brother Shane said, that this is the voice of God. This is God speaking to us and speaking through us. And I know, um, you know, many times we have had uh, tongues interpretation or prophecy. And I, I realize that the Lord uses us and uses our vessels. And, and I know that, um, you know, people... Uh, you know can say well I'm not sure that wasn't sister so and so or brother so and so and I'm not sure that's God but when you pray in an unknown tongue the Bible says your spirit itself prays and you can know that that is God that is God and that is the the presence and the Spirit of God we are born not of blood not of the will of man, not of anything else, but we are born again of God. And that's what Simon Peter, when he was just wrapping up his sermon, I read this, this was the last slide this morning, Acts, the second chapter. Jesus hath God raised up, and we are all witnesses, therefore being at the right hand of God exalted, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, which he hath shed for this, which you now see and hear, hear as well. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith to uh, himself, the Lord sit there, uh, said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand, taken from Psalms 110 verse 1, until I make your enemies your footstool, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ meaning he was not only the Lord, he was not only God, but he was Christ, he was the Messiah, the one sent from God. And I I understand that sometimes people have that confused and they worry about what all of that means and what do we believe and individuals have in times past uh, mistakenly said we don't believe in the Father and we do, we don't believe in the Son and we do, that we don't believe in the Holy Ghost that we do, but we do believe that all three are one and we we don't believe that Jesus was a man that was crucified who became God. You understand? You understand? We don't believe he was a man that was crucified and became God. And that's one of the things that the Jews have take great exception to Christianity about. Because in so doing, if you say that there was a man that was crucified who became God, then it makes two gods, at least. You you see what I'm saying? If you believe that a man became God... And then, you know, and and then if you really get technical, there are a lot of, you know, individuals that try to make saints or they try to make, uh, you know, they have uh, Buddha or they have other people that they believe, you know, were elevated to the position of God we don't believe that jesus was elevated to the position of god we don't believe that a man who prophesied and did great miracles now became god and i know that might sound technical that might sound a little confusing but we don't believe that it was just a good prophet you know muhammad you know, they was a prophet and they say, you know, that okay but he was a prophet of all but we don't believe that he was just a prophet that became God. we That's not what we believe. We believe that God became man and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. And and I read those some of those verses this morning and there's I know that may sound like, well, that's much ado about nothing. And I get that, you know, people try to, you know, say, well, all of all of you believe that this man became God, but that's not true. We believe God robed himself in flesh. That's why when Mary, the angel told Mary and told him in the name, he said, that angel said, thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is... God with us. And Jesus knew who he was. Paul wrote in Corinthians, he said, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And given Unto us a ministry of reconciliation. Wow, that means that that same spirit is in us. We can help reconcile you know and we were praying for people what are you doing i don't have any special power it's not my power it's not our it's but it's the presence of god we have the ability to lay hands on somebody and say we we're praying that the lord will bring you into his presence and you'll receive the gift that we receive it's not because who we are it's because who he is that is working through us and, and he said, to wit, and then it goes on God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Wow now we are ambassadors for christ as though god did beseech you by us we pray you in christ's stead, be ye reconciled to god you know when they go well you just you elevate jesus above god no with it, it's all in Him. We're, you know, don't hang us on a on a peg that says we believe in in Jesus more than we believe in. No, we believe in the Father. We believe in the Son. We believe in the Holy Ghost, and all these three are one. What a privilege it is to know who Jesus is. And he said, hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God, not the righteousness of Christ, but the righteousness of God in him. And Jesus knew this. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus, you know, it's one thing for me to go, oh, well, he was just a man and he ended up being crucified and all you Christians got together and made him your God. That, that wasn't the way. Jesus knew who he was. He knew what his work was. He knew what his plan was. And repeatedly he would tell them, and I I could have put numerous scriptures. There were times whenever, you know, Simon Peter, he said, well, whom do men say that I am? And he goes through and he goes, you know, some say you're Elijah, some say you're John the Baptist, some say, and he said, but whom do you say? And he said, thou art the Christ. He goes, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Now, what are you saying? In John, the eighth chapter, you can read it. He said, truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, my sayings. If you keep my sayings, Jesus didn't write a book. What sayings was he talking about? And he said, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste death. Then the Jews... (laughs) said to him, because they had been accusing him of having a devil, so he just comes out and says, if you keep my sayings, you'll never taste death. And they immediately go, aha, proof text, you, you, it's obvious, you got a devil. And they immediately begin to explain why. They said, Abraham is dead, the prophets are dead. And you say, if a man keeps my sayings, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus said, if I honored myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. He said, I'll tell you who's honoring me, the God that you worship, the God that spoke to Abraham, the God that gave the law to Moses. I know who you worship, and that's that's who honors me. And you don't even know him, but I know him, and if I should say I know him not, Now, I I put these no's in red. All of this would be in red. It's all Jesus is speaking. But I wanted you to emphasize that that knowing means having an intimate relationship with him. You shall know the Lord. You shall know the truth. It's more, in fact, it's like Adam knew his wife and she conceived. It is an intense Relationship, You know, that's more than I want out of God. I just want to be a friend of God, a chum of God. I want to shake his hand. I want to take him out to eat once a week. I want to go by his house every so often. I'm sorry. You know, I, when Brother Shane was talking about the voice of God and, and, and the thought dawned on me, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever thought of this, but you know, Paul kept saying, I die daily. Okay? Then he's got to get resurrected every day. You know, we can try to die to our flesh, I'm going to self-control, I'm going to get myself by the throat. Let me tell you, if you don't have the resurrection power of the Word of God resurrecting you, you don't have the strength to keep your flesh dead. You, it, it won't be long if you just do it by your willpower. But oh, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Anyway, he said, I know him, and if you say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and when he saw it, was glad. And the Jews said, YOU'RE NOT EVEN 50 YEARS OLD. HOW CAN YOU SAY YOU SAW ABRAHAM? JESUS SAID, TRULY, TRULY, VERILY, VERILY, I SAY UNTO YOU, BEFORE ABRAHAM WAS, I AM. (laughs) Ego Amy. He said, was using that phrase that Moses first heard it on the backside of the desert when Moses talked to the burning bush and said, Who am I going to say sent me? And the voice spoke out of that bush and said, Tell him that I am, that I am, has sent you. Jesus used that and said, Before Abraham was, I am. And they got so angry, they grabbed stones and they were going to stone him. What are you saying? Why are you telling us this? Because, you know, Jesus knew who he was. He knew who he was then. This didn't happen after crucifixion, that all of a sudden he became God, manifest in the flesh. He knew who he was. And and yet when he went on trial and he got before the high priest, Mark records the story, remember? He was holding his peace and the high priest was questioning him and they were, they brought in false accusers and they said, you said you're going to tear down the temple and build it up in three days and, you know, that's blasphemy that you're going to tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days and the high priest says to him, you know what? Uh, The high, high priest said, art thou the Christ, the son of the blessed? Remember how Jesus answered him? I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his clothes and got so mad and said, do we need any further witnesses? Of course, what the high priest didn't even dawn on him what he was doing. His emotions got carried away. He transferred the high priest office right to Jesus at that moment because the high priest had been told, don't ever tear your clothes because you get in the presence of the Lord. And here with somebody that took all of the anger, all of the frustration, and just said, I know who I am. I want to tell you, that's got to be a lesson to us in this hour. Whenever the pressure, and when the spirits, and when the things come at us, we've got to be able to keep our mind focused on who I am, who is in me, what I have, that is the spirit in me, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I am not going to fall Pray TO LETTING YOU GET ME RATTLE. DEVIL, I KNOW WHO I AM. I KNOW WHAT SPIRIT LIVES IN ME. I KNOW I HAVE THE VOICE OF GOD IN ME. <laughs> HIS VERSES THAT HE QUOTED, THE SON OF MAN SITTING AT THE RIGHT HAND OF POWER COMING IN THE CLOUDS OF GLORY, HE WAS QUOTING FROM PSALMS 110, THE LORD SAID UNTO MY LORD, SIT THOU AT MY RIGHT HAND until I make your enemies a footstool. And when he said that, the high priest knew what reference he was talking about. He also referenced Daniel, the seventh chapter, when he said, I saw night visions and behold one like to the son of man came with clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him and there was given him dominion and glory and kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. That's what made the high priest so angry because he was saying, I want you to know the Lord, I've got to have a kingdom and it's going to be made up of every people, every nation, every tongue. And you turn to the book of Revelation and it said, I saw around the throne every kindred, every tribe, every tongue, and they were praising God and worshiping the Lord. That's the spirit that's in us. Oh, hallelujah. That's why John was recording what Jesus said in the 14th chapter, and I know it's several verses, but he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. And immediately, the disciples were, "Uh uh-oh, you lost us there. Thomas looked at him and said, man, that, that sounded like a good sermon, but we have no idea where you're going. How can we know the way? And you know what Jesus said? I am the way. Where was he talking about going? He's talking about going to heaven. That's where he saw him, seated at the right hand of the Father, right hand of God. The place of power and authority. He says, I'm going there. You know where I'm going, and you know the way I'm going. And they go, "Uh uh-uh. We don't have any idea. We don't, we don't have, we don't know the way. And I know, I'm sorry, I apologize, Brother Avery, because you don't know what it is to read a map and try to fold it back. (laughs) You're just too young. You have Google and whatever. It's a great joy in learning that. (laughs) Never getting it folded right. But before there were, you know, cheap maps, it was even more difficult to find where you were and where you were going. And if you went to somebody and you said, I need to go to Columbus, and they turned around And looked at you and said, I am the way. You know what that meant? I'm fixing to guide you there. I will walk with you all the way, ride a horse all the way to Columbus. I'm the way you have of getting there. Oh... When Jesus said, I am the way, what he was basically saying was if you'll just stay close to me, I'll get you from here all the way there. Then he goes further and he says, not only am I the way, but I am the truth, meaning that I will tell you the truth. I'm not going to take you down as far as Granville and then rob you, I am the truth. If I said, I'll get you there, and then he goes even one step further and said, I am the life. What are you saying? I am going to make sure that I get you from here to there. And I will protect you. I will lead you. I will guide you. You say, what about those that die? What about if they die in Christ? I'm sorry, they're just sleeping. The Lord has got them on the journey. He said, I'll make sure you don't have to worry about dying before we get to Columbus. You don't have to worry about anything happening to you before. I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. Oh, hallelujah. Here he was talking about heaven or this invisible God. And then he goes on to Thomas and said, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And then Philip, he chimes in. Now you've added a whole other person to this dialogue. PLEASE, LORD, SHOW US THE FATHER. AND BASICALLY WHAT JESUS SAID IS, I AM THE VISIBLE, I AM THE VISIBLE MANIFESTATION OF THAT INVISIBLE GOD that you have been serving. Have I been so long with you, yet you have not known me, Philip. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Oh, And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me. He does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or believe me for my work's sake. Truly I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father, and Whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son." What a promise. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I read this verse the other night, and I give you another comforter. You know what that comforter is? The one that comes alongside you. The paraclete, and that even the spirit of truth that the world cannot receive. But he that seeth me not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be. That's what's so powerful about the Holy Ghost, it's the comforter. It's the one that comes alongside. It's the guide for the way, the truth, and the life. And I know, I, 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 I've I had people ask me questions about all kinds of things. And, Pastor, what should I do about buying this or selling that or taking this job or taking that job? And you know what? I can tell you unequivocally, I'm going to pray with you, and I know we have a guide. We have a guide. I may not have the answer, and I may not, I, I'm willing to look at you and look at the pros and the cons, but I know there is a spirit that we can tap into that'll give you peace, that this is the direction, that this is the area, that this is the path that I have to follow. You say, it, it won't violate his word, it won't violate his principles, but he will lead you and guide you into every avenue of your life. Don't ever hesitate when you get up in the morning, say, Lord, I need your help today. I need to know what I need to do today. I need to know what I need to say today. I need to know what I need to do on the job today. I'm depending on the presence of Almighty God. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. He wraps this up in John saying, Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but." Ye see me because I live, ye shall live. At that same day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And I understand we have a world that is full of a lot of voices, <clears throat> of things that may sound right, and yet Jesus is the one. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Don't don't listen to all these roads that you can take and follow and they all go to God. Jesus is the only one that knew who he was. God manifest in the flesh and he was able to nail that down. I I was not alive in the early 1900s when Lenin began to bring this whole level of communism and and later Marx and Marxism to where he made and proclaimed, you can read it in the history books. It was a bold statement. There were Russians that were starving to death and and the bold statement was everyone, if you will, will embrace communism, everyone will have bread. Guess what? Jesus said, I am. You want bread? It's all in him. (laughs) Hitler rose to power in Germany with the idea that our, and he said, when we conquer we will be able to reign or have the right, the third right, the third rule at least a thousand years and we'll bring peace to the world. You know what? Jesus, Hitler knew, I can talk about a thousand years of rain, but I won't be here the whole time. But Jesus said, if you'll follow me, I'll give you everlasting life. Buddha, studied Buddha, and he was constantly getting rid of supposedly materialism and stuff, seeking enlightenment. And history tells us that he died not being totally enlightened, and yet Jesus said, I am the light. If any man walks in darkness, I want to tell you, I can give you light. Muhammad claims to be a descendant of Abraham through Ishmael and that's their whole thing. We've descended through Abraham and I through Ishmael and I we are the true sons of God and they call Allah their God because they believe that somehow that's different than Jehovah whom Abraham understood that Ishmael got a whole different journey. I'm here to tell you, I understand it's a monotheistic religion, but I am telling you Jesus surpasses Muhammad and all of the Muslim. You know why? Because he doesn't claim to be a descendant of Abraham. I read it to you tonight. You know what he says? Before Abraham was. You say, well, I use you know Jesus to get to God, and that's the same as the Muslim. And it's not, my friend. Jesus said before Abraham ever came on the earth, I didn't descend from Abraham. I descended from the one that spoke the worlds into existence. And I, I, I understand. I, I studied the field of psychology and Freud and Rogers and. I can name several of them. Many years ago, before I even got married, I went out to Arizona and the evolution of psychotherapy and listened to four or five days of talks and all of them with the same idea. We want to heal you emotionally and spiritually. And do I believe that it can be helpful, and there's a lot of techniques, and I do, and I understand PTSD and XYZ and OCD and ADHD and I got the letters and I understand it and I even understand F-L-E-S-H and that stands for flesh. (laughs) But none of them could say what Jesus did. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, if you neither let it be afraid. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. What are you saying? I am saying that we have a source. That's how powerful it is to know who Jesus is, to know what the Spirit of God is. I know Hindus, Hinduism has a hope for reincarnation, and I I am not uh, negative about any of these people as they. They have a quest for God. I'm not here trying to tell you how poor their judgment is. I'm here to tell you that we are not the same. Don't fall into the trap. Unfortunately, the Hindus have a very strong caste system. In fact, they try to outlaw it because they have the untouchables and they have this group and they have that group and they have that group. And they don't mix. And you know what your hope is? If you were born into this group, their idea is, well, the next time around, you either move up or you could move to the mouse group or the cow group or the rat group. They believe in reincarnation. And, you know, I don't believe in reincarnation but I believe in Jesus and I believe in resurrection. And it's not the same. I'm not going to have to come through here another time as a dog or a mouse or a cat or in another cast. I know who he is. And when he said, I am the resurrection and the life, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. What are you saying? I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, Ghost, don't let the enemy allow you to figure, feel like, you know, oh, you don't understand, I am struggling, you don't know what it is, I get it, but you know what, God spoke, and he's still speaking, and you can just raise your hands, and you can begin to let the Holy Ghost flow, and the Spirit of God will begin to speak, and it will will rise up against every spirit of, of, of anger or frustration or fear. Fear or anxiety or doubt, let the Holy Ghost flow. Hallelujah. Let's stand. What are you saying? This is an hour, and I know it can seem like we're battling all kinds of things in this hour, waves, wind, what if Jesus is in our boat? Everything's going to be all right. Don't let the devil make you shake him and say, don't you care about me? He's in the boat. His spirit's in me. You know how you have to start praying? Lord, get up. Start speaking through me. say, I'm going to pray in tongues for a little bit because I'm going to let your spirit speak to this storm because you're able to speak peace, you're able to speak deliverance, you're able to speak calm, you're able to speak and the wind and the waves and the rain will cease immediately. That's the kind of God we serve.